Hello and welcome to the Live and Love Like Jesus podcast. My name is Andy Tier, and each week here on the podcast, we explore what it truly means to live and love like Jesus as we follow his example of being with God, being with others, and being sent. Now, in this episode, I sat down for a conversation with Bill Altman. Bill and I spoke about his role at Crossroads as the adult director on the growth team, and then we dove in a little deeper into his involvement with launching Alpha at Crossroads and his vision for that program. Bill took the time to explain why he's excited about launching Alpha and why he feels it's appropriate for everyone that calls Crossroads their home church to attend Alpha and why they should bring a friend. Right now, we're going to go to my conversation with Crossroads Adult Director, Bill Altman. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for being part of this. I really do appreciate it. If you don't mind, um, can you, let's start off by learning just a little bit about you. Sure. Can you tell me a little bit about your family, um, your work, and then also your role at Crossroads? Yeah, I'd love to. So uh, my wife, Missy, and I have been married for 30 years. Um, just about a month ago, we had our 30th anniversary. We met in college, and um, it wasn't too many years later that we had our first child, a daughter, Elisa. She lives in New Hampshire with her husband, and they are working with the church out there. And then our middle child is uh, David. He lives in uh, Colorado Springs. He's uh, just started his first job, his first real adult job as a high school band director. He's loving that and loving the mountains, of course. And then our youngest is here in um, here in Evansville, and he got married toward the end of last year, and it was sort of a typical COVID wedding that got thrown together really quickly. And um, But they're just a lovely young couple, and we're so happy to at least have one child close to home. So um, we moved here to Evansville about 10 years ago, and I was hired to work with our small groups, which I did for a number of years, um, really until just the last couple of years, um, and uh, moved into a, a leadership role in our department, um, which was the adult discipleship department um, at the time. And uh, last year, we were uh, doing a good bit of restructuring on our staff. And as a part of that, uh, I remember a conversation that I had with Phil, our lead pastor. We were we were actually walking out in the neighborhood across the street, and he asked, all right, Bill, so what do you think is next for you here at Crossroads? What do you think the future looks like? And um, it was just, I, I kind of spoke without thinking too much and, and said, I think I'm supposed to be part-time. And uh, I hadn't really checked with my wife yet <laughs> um, on that, but, but but God had been moving in me to, to be more engaged in the community in some way. Um, I, we had, you know, we're right at that point of being empty nesters and uh, recently turned 50 years old. Well, recently, recently, I say three, that's three years ago, <laughs> but we're kind of, you know, at a stage in life where you start thinking about, all right, what's, what's the next, what's my, what's the next big push going to look like? And um, yeah, I just have felt like that stirring to be engaged more in the community, which I think a lot of that is just conversations we've had here at Crossroads to be on mission. And so, so my role changed and I am now on the growth team, which is led by Andrew Bondurant. He's a, a great young leader here in our church and I'm excited about that. We've just added a couple of new hires to that team and really the growth team exists to like oversee and foster spiritual growth 
of people really cradle to grave. Um, so we cover all ages. My my role is like the adult director, um, but but that team encompasses our student ministries, family ministries, um, all the way through. So really excited about about this role and and how this team will function within the overall life of Crossroads and um, especially having the tool of the roadmap that we've been talking about over these last um, couple of months or so. And, um, and, th and that will be our job is just to help incorporate that roadmap in the lives of people, no matter what age they're at, to find, find ways for them to, as we say, connect with God, be with God, be with others and be sent, be on mission. So awesome. Yeah, it, it definitely seems like um, with that restructure a few months ago, a lot of those silos kind of that we mm. were in, like they, they can't exist right now. And, and so we do have a lot more interactivity. And, and um, one aspect of that is that you and I have been talking a lot lately about alpha mm -hmm. and where and where th that is coming to play into all of this. And it's yeah. funny because it falls in the roadmap. It falls under the be with God portion, but it's done in community. And it's also a really unique tool for um, bringing new people into the family of God, right? Yep. So yep. it's one of those things that hits all three of those <laughs> cylinders, right? Yeah. And I, you know, I think that we're going to, we'll find that so much of like our lives, we are not so easy to define into these little chunks. Mm -hmm. You know, we are whole people and um, it, I think it's just going to be a, a fun journey for us as a church together to see how how all of these these aspects of the way that God has created us to grow really do feed off of one another. And so those lines, you know, there's, there's really soft lines or maybe dotted lines between those different aspects of the roadmap. So, yeah, it, it's exciting. It really is. So, Bill, speaking of Alpha, um, let's just start with the basics. Mm -hmm. What is it? Yeah, so Alpha um, create was created out of a local church in England um, in the late 70s, 1977, I believe. And really, it was designed initially to be um, a, a tool that would help new believers just get grounded in their new faith. And so just kind of cover the basics of who is God, who is Jesus, what what is this life that that we are starting out into as new followers of Jesus. And about 10 years after that, um, a, a, a person on the, on the staff was sort of handed this project like, okay, you, you take over um, over this course now. And his name is Nicky Gumbel. And um, within a, a span of a, sh a short period of time, he just recognized that that people who are going through um, Alpha, and I don't even believe it was called that at that point, but maybe it was, but um, they were just seeing so many people who were coming in as skeptics, people who were coming in, um, maybe not completely skeptical, but definitely had questions about God and about the meaning and purpose of life and how do we live it? How do we relate with one another and discover God's will and and those kinds of things were, were um finding answers to their questions and we're experiencing huge life change as a part of that experience. And so that was like an aha for him. And um, they really changed the, the scope a little bit um, to, to be more geared toward those who are not yet believers. And so um, Alpha has taken a little bit of, you know, different shapes over the years. This is now, um, 
that was about 30 years ago that that he began to um, take leadership. And so there's millions of people at this point um, have gone through Alpha around the world. And it, it continues even in England where it was first started, continues to be um, an effective tool for helping people um, within the context of community, as we talked about a few minutes ago, just discuss some of those important life questions. What is this life all there is? In fact, that's the, the title of the first session is, is there more to this life? And, and really the idea is that you help create a safe space for people to be able to interact with this question and, and um, not be corrected and not, not feel you know, made to feel foolish, but everyone who sits at the table kind of has an equal footing and is able to share and, um, and give their input and their opinions. And what happens is, you know, if you, uh, sometimes if we like to like get into a discussion and we like to say, no, you know, that viewpoint maybe isn't quite right. Let me share with you what I think is the right one. And as Nikki says, um, that often what happens is you might win that argument but you've lost the relationship. And so if you can preserve, preserve the relationship by showing respect and love and, and uh, honor for people, no matter what their backstory is, no matter what their beliefs, they'll come back next week and hear the gospel again. And if, and if you continue to, to love them um, that way, then they may come back a third time and a fourth time. And, um, and each time there may be just a little bit of an opening in their mind to um, to hear the message of Jesus, and so, so it's really it's really cool that that relationship doesn't bypass the intellect. It's not like you know what I don't care whether this is true or not. I just like these people. It's not that at all. But I think the connection with people um, does create um, maybe to, maybe a softening of some of those places where people have questions. Why is it important to our church family then, as it currently mm -hmm. exists? Yeah, that's a great question. And like I said, it is it is really designed for for those who are just starting out. But um, I would really encourage people, no matter where they are in the journey, um, for a couple of reasons to um, consider being a part of Alpha. Number one is it gives you a platform from which you can invite others. You know, rather than saying, hey, I've heard there's this course at our church, don't really know much about it, but I think it would be great for you. Why not say to that person, let's go together? You know, I've been through this and I think you're going to really like it. I think it'll help you, you know, in this place where you are in your life. So um, so that's one thing that I would say to, to that person who is maybe a seasoned follower of Jesus. Um, the second thing is, um, and maybe equally as important, is it is not a bad thing for us to go back to the basics from time to time. Um, I was just, just reading the other day in Philippians and, and Paul there talks about rejoicing. In fact, in chapter four, he says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Well, uh, Philippians was kind of toward the end of the letters that Paul wrote, at least chronologically. He'd written about two thirds of his other letters. And if you look at the letters that he's already written, he has talked about rejoicing a ton of times. I mean, he, he, it's, it's, he keeps going back to it. And so, you know, he, he writes a letter to the Romans and says that we rejoice in our sufferings and, and, um, I think chapter five. And when he's writing to the Colossians, he's like, I rejoice in my sufferings because I see that this is bearing fruit for you. And he, he just says 
that over and over and over again. And you think, okay, joy, that's a pretty easy concept. That's a pretty like, you know, that's a 101 freshman level <laughs> um, Christian concept. And yet Paul keeps coming back to it over and over and over again. And in fact, he even says like, it's not a problem for me to bring this up again. I'm gonna say it again. Um, and I think there are, there are things in our Christian life where um, it's, it's possible, and I know I've experienced this, possible to kind of get away from maybe the excitement um, or the newness or like, have you really thought what an amazing thing it is that the God who created the universe actually cares about you? Like that is a, that's kind of a mind blowing thought. And when maybe that first, when you first realized that it was life changing, but then over time, some of those things, we, we maybe lose the, I don't know, some of the spark of that. And so I think it's really good for us as Christians to continually go back to those basic things. It's why, it's why we practice the Lord's Supper every week, right? It's to, it's to go back and say, you know, I've, I've sat in this place maybe a thousand times or more, and it still matters. Like Jesus' death on the cross still matters for my week today. It still matters for how I'm going to live my life. It still matters for the things that I did this last, this last week that were disappointing to myself and to God and to others, those sinful things that, that still kind of trip me up. And so, um, yeah, I think it's just, it's so good for us to go back to those things and re-experience them. And, and then another thing that I would say too is, if you're sitting around a table at an alpha at an alpha table having a discussion, like your voice needs to be heard, and you have something to tell someone who who maybe is just now starting out on a journey that you've that you yeah. walked a long time ago. I do think one of the things that's really neat about it is it starts off as, you, you know, it's it's hard it's really hard not to think of it as just a course, mm -hmm. like a curriculum right. or something like that. It's so much more, and when and when you look through. Uh, the body of work that, that becomes Alpha, it, it's, it's all about conversation. Yes. And one of the unique things about it to, to me is it, you know, we, we are in kind of, of a privileged position when it comes to having conversations about Christ. Mm -hmm. It's our job, you know? So, <laughs> right. so you and I, you know, we, we have to be comfortable having those conversations <laughs> or, we're, or we're placed incorrectly, right? right, right. right. Yeah, whereas um, not everybody is as comfortable or as familiar with having those Christ mm -hmm. conversations. So Alpha gives people a, a great opportunity to, I almost wanna call it practice, yeah. having those Christ conversations right. with people. So yeah, and I think that's, it provides a unique value in that. Yeah, it's almost, you know, just as for the person who's coming in who um, isn't, maybe is an unbeliever or even a person who's like, it's not that I'm an unbeliever, I'm, a, I'm an atheist. I don't believe this stuff. And, and maybe they have reasons for that. In the same way that that person is given permission to be honest with what they believe and what their experience has been, it's the, the same thing is true for the Christian. And I think, um, like you said, getting getting some practice and sharing your story and sharing your experience is hugely valuable um, because those kinds of conversations may come up, um, and and I and I hope that we're all praying for them to come up while we're in our workplace or while we're engaging with our neighbors or you know at the gym or where where all those places where we spend our lives. Um, 
you know, the purpose of life is not an unimportant question and something that everybody thinks about. Yeah, I definitely believe there's times where that has to come up in everybody's life, right? Mm -hmm. So what are the future plans for Alpha? Like, where are we going with this? Yeah, so um, this is our... This fall, the Monday after Labor Day, the 13th of September, uh, we'll be starting our first round of Alpha. And uh, it's um, kind of purposefully going to be a, a fairly small number of groups that will be doing this as a pilot. You know, we're, we've asked several people to, to join us in this really to help us learn. Um, to help us to be able to evaluate, and we just want to we just want to offer Alpha the best way we can. And uh, one of the things that has been that's a, an exciting aspect of what Alpha does is they purposefully have designed this so that um, that it touches on those broad truths that that um, most Christians around the world, whatever their background or their denomination or kind of their particular bent, would find agreement. Um, and, and they have, have created in a, such a way that, that, um, those who are participating in alpha really can, um, take even some of the sessions and say, you know what, this is really good material, but we want to put our stamp on it. Um, you know, like we've been talking about being with, uh, being with God, being with others and being sent and, um, so we have the freedom to take some of the sessions in Alpha and um, restructure them and make those live. Most of the sessions will be delivered by video, um, but they they recognize that that um, you know that there may be some maybe a particular emphasis that we would want to give just based on our context or based on our theological history and all of that. And so we'll, we'll just be experimenting with that this fall and then, um, and then hitting it a little bit harder and a little bit larger, uh, next year. So we're already starting to, to, um, recruit, uh, alpha hosts. These are the people that just facilitate discussion after the video, um, around the tables. And so we'll be able to invite more people and to, and to create more space for our Crossroads family to invite their friends to be a part of it. And so, um, we don't, we haven't really said, you know, we want to have X number of groups. Um, we, we're just taking our first steps into it and seeing what God does, seeing what, what fruit he bears. Yeah. That's really exciting. Now, um, we we should probably say like what does a typical evening of Alpha look like? Yeah, so um, Alpha involves uh, three key aspects. One is a meal around a table, and um, it kind of goes without saying that we all. I mean, we all know that like food greases the skids of conversation. If that's the right way to say it, it's like. When it's why we go out to eat with people, right? It's why we go grab coffee with someone. Just there's something about sharing a meal together that's just so deeply ingrained to us that it's it's a social event, and and I think people are are willing to to um, kind of make themselves known when they're sitting around a meal with other people and laughing and just telling stories and talking about their week and that sort of thing. So that's one aspect aspect is just that let's. Let's hang out for a little bit and and share our lives with one another. And then the second aspect is there's a, a the teaching time, and this, like I said, is delivered through um, video. And it's not just a talking head, you know, kind of droning on for 
25 minutes. Um, it's very engaging. It involves uh, different speakers, kind of some of the man on the street type interviews and um, people telling their testimony, telling, you know, whatever the topic is, like this is when this first sort of showed up in my life and how, how God used that to, to change me in some way. And then the third key element is the discussion around the tables based on that. And so uh, the facilitators are, are just given some real simple questions. And again, it's not, it's not a time for someone to like continue the teaching time. It really is like we want to hear from everybody around the table. We want to in a very comfortable way without putting someone on the spot. Like, what do you think? What are your thoughts? And so those are the three things. And then I would add a fourth thing that kind of surrounds Alpha before, after, during is prayer. And so prayer is a real key element as well that we pray before we meet, um, we pray after. And um, in fact, there is a, there's a role at the table. Um, you have the kind of the facilitators just call the host. And then um, they really encourage us to have at least one helper, they say, and the helper is there to um, maybe look for someone who is a little quieter and and um, just in a comfortable way befriend them and just to help create a warm atmosphere around the table. But also like the whole time inwardly, they're, they're praying for the people that are there, praying that they would hear from God what they need to hear and that they would experience what God has for them. Um, so... Those are the three plus one. <laughs> awesome. And, yeah. and as a as, as directing the online campus, one of the things we are doing a little bit differently, because we are going to be doing Alpha online as well, is, of course, being online, sharing a meal becomes kind of difficult. <laughs> so um, that first part, the that icebreaker type part would be a little shorter, <laughs> but we'll still participate with the video and the conversation following and of course, like you said, prayer does surround the mm -hmm. whole thing. Mm -hmm. We'll set it up with the host and a, a and a, someone to help facilitate as well, some type of a helper and, and, yeah. and get through that. And we'll be doing that via Zoom. So a little bit different in the online environment, but um, we've seen uh, evidence of Alpha Online working really well. So we're really excited about yeah. that too, as a way to help build community uh, amongst our, our online congregants too. Yep. So I'm really looking forward to that. So. Uh, before we go, Bill, what's like, what's one aspect of this that just maybe excites you the most that you're yeah. personally looking forward to? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm I every personality test I've ever taken, um, I am about as high as you can get on the introvert scale, which um, a lot of times people who meet me are like a little surprised by that. Not that I'm an introvert, but just like so so introverted. Um, but I'm not really super shy, um, and so. Having, having said that, I, I love seeing people together. I love seeing, um, I love seeing people engaging in important questions together. I love, I love those environments where we're just enjoying, um, enjoying, enjoying life together. Um, last night uh, we had a friend that just stopped by our house. The light was on front door was sort of open and you know, they came and knocked on the door and I, I love that. Um, and so I think that's that's the thing that excites me the most is I'm I'm just really anticipating um, seeing those conversations take place around tables and seeing groups laughing together and 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 then the fruit of what happens after Alpha you know we're we're really hoping and praying that there will be um, 
groups that say, you know what, this has been a great 11 weeks, um, but we don't want to stop. And so we're already praying that there'll be um, like new ongoing small groups that would grow up out of the Alpha experience. And a second thing I would add, and I, I just think this, again, is it's worth repeating what, what we talked about a few minutes ago is how Alpha really does cover these three areas of um, of our roadmap, the th three areas where we grow. And, um, and I think that's just a, a really exciting thing as well, like talking about God and talking about life in the context of, of people getting to know one another with a view toward like we, you know, the church has a purpose, the church has a mission, and we do want to um, you know, we, we pray for those people who are sitting at the alpha table that they would invite their friends and that they would find their place, like that they would find their place at work and in their neighborhood and even globally um, to be uh, to be difference makers, to be part of bringing the kingdom of God um, to places where where it doesn't exist yet. That's awesome. And that group interaction really does sound exciting to me. That sounds really fun and mm -hmm. like an awesome thing to be part of, but then also that piece of it, like you said, falling within that part of the roadmap, that being sent piece where new people will be introduced to the gospel in such a unique way, but also I truly believe it'll be very impactful in, in helping people uh, be introduced to the faith and then growing within it as well. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for spending yeah, time with us today. It's been fun. Thanks a lot, Bill. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks again to Bill for taking the time to speak with us. And I invite you to please go to cccgo.com forward slash alpha to learn more about it and to register for either our in-person or online alpha sessions. I pray that this episode of the podcast has encouraged you to not just learn more about following Jesus, but to actually go and to live and love like him.